0: hey there it's scary parish it's monday march 15 2021 welcome back to the cbs sports i college basketball podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting dodo birds and leaky black matt Norlanda is here with me and as promised we are doing short episodes on each region in the 2021 ncaa tournament the west region done east region done so now we move to the south region where scott drews baylor bears are the number one seed ohio state is the two seed. chris holtman you got appropriate credit there. Arkansas is the three seed. Purdue is the four seed. Dead leg. What interests you most about the South Region?
1: I think this might be a little bit tougher for Baylor than people might realize. Um, there you go again. I. Uh, what do you want from me? I'm, I'm sorry, but I got to speak truth to it. <laughs> not that Ohio State is a Not that Ohio State is a danger at, at the two line. Arkansas as the three. You got Chris Beard in this region. Uh, you got Carolina, which has, you know, 17 bigs, 6'10 or taller. Uh, Carolina or Wisconsin as a potential second round. And then, you know, no favors on the top, on the top line there. You either get a, a Hall of Fame coach in Jay Wright, or a potential Hall of Fame coach in Jay Wright. He's a finalist there. We'll see if he gets in.
0: A 100% definite Hall of Fame coach I, in definitely. Jay Definitely. It's
1: just not factual yet, but that's happening. Uh, Purdue, we've talked about their credentials. That's potential uh, Sweet 16 there as well. So I. I this is intriguing. I also get the I get the hunch that this is the region that might be that might have the weirdest looking sweet sixteen, I guess. Like Baylor should probably get there, but I think there's that that's the most likelihood for uh for this.
0: Baylor's been terrific all season. And then they go on COVID pause and they come back and let's be honest, like it's been a little up and down. They look great in moments and not so great in others, and they're better than North Carolina. And they're I think going to beat North Carolina. But that's still a little, a little, that's a little scary when you are, I mean, on the verge of becoming a modern-day Bill Henderson. And then you look across at the round of 32, and it's North Carolina. That's Roy Williams. They got those blue uniforms. There's five-star prospects inside those uniforms. Like, I think Baylor will be fine, but that's, that's not great.
1: It's it's not ideal. They're just up against it now. I you know I, I don't think you're going to be disrespectful here, but you're just laying out the reality of it, and that's the reality of it, right?
0: No, I, I i I got Baylor fine. They're gonna be fine. Okay, but like the idea that you have the greatest season you could possibly have or reasonably be expected to have, and then you look across and you're round to thirty-two. We're totally being dismissive of Wisconsin. Like Wisconsin might win the game. In fact, this is the way this always happens. I know. People get the bracket and they go, Oh boy, that North Carolina team. Yeah, they were a little bit all over the place all season, but man, you put them in the round of 32 against the one seed and you got big problems, and then they don't get there. Wisconsin gets there. Unreliable Wisconsin.
1: I hear you. There's a couple games like that where um, I almost feel like I'm falling into that trap. Like, I think there's, we'll get to it on the Midwest one, but I like, I think Syracuse has no shot against San Diego State. I didn't even think twice about it, but uh, the Aztecs. Aztecs, Aztecs moving on. My Aztecs. There you go. Uh, Baylor versus Hartford is a Lucas Oil. Th- We're on the right side of the bracket, people. So this is all Friday games. Uh, they have buried Baylor on True TV at three thirty at Lucas at Lucas Oil against that. Uh,
0: the, that is disrespectful.
1: Uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> what
0: the, a one seat on True TV.
1: They're not expecting John Gallagher's Hartford Hawks to put up much. What of the fight. is that
0: about? Yeah, I know. That's the most disrespectful thing of it. You put John Gallagher and Baylor. On True TV? I know,
1: I know, I know. No, that's I- not okay. I, I hear you. That's not okay. Uh, listen, I, that's but, not okay. I'm not surprised by it. The eight nine right below it is going to take place at seven ten on Friday. That's a CBS game, Wisconsin UNC. What the at, no? At Mackey you put Baylor
0: on True TV, and the eight nine game on CBS. And that's a seven ten o-
1: CBS tip. It's at that's Mackey. Okay. It's and by the way, Wisconsin fans have t- have taken notice of like the fact that Wisconsin is like four and forty seven all time at Mackey, so they're not thrilled that they're going there. And then one other note that I mentioned on Twitter in case people are unaware. So normally how this works in a tournament is Baylor, Hartford, Wisconsin, UNC, they're in the same, you know, 14 pod, if you will. They normally play in the same building for the first round, and then when they win, they play in the same building for the second round. That's not going to happen. To eliminate any sort of small advantage – you, the winners of those games, so Baylor will probably win at Lucas Oil Stadium, and then the winner of Wisconsin-UNC will win at Mackey. Their, those winners will not play at Lucas Oil or Mackey. They will play in a new venue for their second-round game, which means they're going to play at either Hinkle, Banker's Life Fieldhouse, or Farmers Coliseum because Assembly Hall and Mackey are not hosting second-round games. So just if you... You know, it looks a little bit different like that on, on the bracket with uh, with these locations, but just keep a heads up on that. It's a good idea for the NCAA so you don't have the, a team saying, yeah, we just won in this building before and the other team's walking into a, a new joint for the first time.
0: Imagine, imagine you grow up with your brother and you both become Division One coaches. And one of you is the coach of a 1 seed and the other is the coach of a 15 seed and the 15 seed gets to play on TBS and you're on True TV. <laughs> that's disrespectful.
1: I, I think Baylor might be sticking around a little bit longer. Uh, by the way, Bryce going to a uh, Farmers Coliseum. I don't think Bryce cares, though. Um, let's cruise here. Winthrop Nova. This is the last tip of Friday night. 957, TNT, Farmers Coliseum. The most popular double-digit upset pick I think that's out there. From just, you know coursing through the discourse and the commentary. The one-loss Winthrop team, rightfully on the 12-line. Glad the committee did that. Villanova team without Colin Gillespie. Justin Moore will be good to go for this, but they have not looked good since Gillespie went down. So many people are on Winthrop. Reflexively, I just want to take Villanova because of this, and I think that I'm going to, but I love that this is the last. This has great potential. Final tip on a Friday night. Close game with two minutes to go.
0: I'm on Villanova. Like, on a very surface level, it is true that Villanova is 0-2 without Colin Gillespie. But it's two losses by a total of three points. One of them is to the Big East Tournament champions. Why
1: don't you why don't you uh, reference those Kempom rankings with those teams they beat by three points?
0: I don't have that in front
1: of me right it's now. not. It's, it's not inspiring, <laughs> to say the least.
0: Listen, they're not the same team. Even Jay. we I talked to Jay uh, last night on CBS Sports Network. He would tell you they're not the same team. But he would also tell you that it's two games by three points. If we get a stop, we make a shot. Nobody's having these conversations. I don't think Villanova is – whatever Villanova's ceiling was with Colin Gillespie, that might have been Final Four, I, I don't think that that's the ceiling anymore. They're not going where they were going to go, but they can get past Winthrop.
1: Yeah, they they can. I think that's got a wonderful potential to be to be a great game. The other one is Purdue against North Texas. And again, we're in the South region. That's the 413. Uh, Purdue cannot play at Mackey. It's going to play this game at Lucas Oil. This is a TNT matchup Friday night. 725 North Texas coached by Grant McCaslin. Uh, and they, listen, great job. They knocked out the, the Hilltoppers in the CUSA title game, got the game to overtime, uh, got it done late. And now they're going to play a two team. I just think this is a bad matchup for UNT and Purdue is, is, uh, I, you know, this one would actually surprise me And North Texas is a fine team. They're, you know, respectably ranked in Ken Palm relative to the rest of the sport there. But, I can't not take Purdue in this spot, and uh, I think they could potentially win this game by by double digits there. North Texas sits at 71st in Ken Palm. It is uh, two spots behind UC Santa Barbara and three spots ahead of Wichita State. I'm taking Purdue. I'm taking Purdue. But North Texas, you don't know enough about North Texas. I know. They got a homie from Memphis. Go ahead. It's
0: my little homie from Memphis, Javion Hamlet. 2020 Conference USA Player of the Year. That's a graduate from Whitehaven High School. You don't know where
1: Whitehaven High School is. I got no idea where Whitehaven High School is. Whitehaven High School is on Elvis Presley Boulevard. I feel like everything's on Elvis Presley Boulevard. <laughs> I really do. And you know what? Maybe, maybe they're all Elvis Presley Boulevard in Memphis.
0: There's Beale Street
1: w- and Elvis Presley Boulevard. I think those are the two <laughs> thoroughfares in the entire Everything city. Everything
0: crosses. You're always on the corner of Beale Street and Elvis Presley Boulevard. Yeah, I, I grew up on Highway 51. And if you and if you if you take a left out of my neighborhood onto Highway 51, and you drive far enough, do you know what you in? Highway 51? It turns into Elvis Presley Boulevard, and then you hit does. Whitehaven High School, and then there's Graceland, about three miles past Whitehaven High School, and in between Whitehaven High School and Graceland,
1: I ran over a pedestrian. What the hell does this have to do with the starting point guard at North Texas?
0: Javion Hamlet is my little homie from Memphis. He went to school at Whitehaven High School. To my knowledge, to my knowledge, he's never run over anybody, but he did hit the game winner against Western Kentucky. Zero Division I offers coming out of high school. Went to junior college. Took the hard road. And now he's in the NCAA Tournament, leading scorer for the Mean Green.
1: He's getting it done, man. Absolutely love it. Great job by them, North Texas. I just don't think you're – I don't think you're going to have a shot. Before we get to the second half of the bracket, just a reminder, if you need help filling out your bracket beyond this podcast, CBS Sports HQ has you covered, okay, all day, all hours of the day, no matter what screen you're watching, nonstop coverage throughout the tournament, every game we will have you covered. Experts, GP, myself, Tim Doyle, got it done. Avery Johnson. Gonna be working the tournament, gonna to be on HQ. So make sure you are streaming CBS Sports HQ all weekend long. Wonderful graphics interactive package. We'll keep you up to date. All right, bottom half of this region GP. Arkansas Colgate, 1245, Friday, True TV. They they're they're putting mus on True TV. Are you kidding me? That's right? ridiculous. We're getting mus and then and then Drew, true TV back to back. True TV is running this tournament. It it is. This is a banker's life. They put him in the pro building here. Uh, In all seriousness, these teams go. Like, high potential that winner gets to triple digits in this one. This could be a lot of fun. Top 25 in tempo, both teams.
0: Um, Colgate is sitting here. I mean, listen. It's named after toothpaste. There's only so much we can do with them. But... They do have incredible net ranking, and they've only lost one time. Like, one of the things I said to Jay Wright last night was, like, listen, Winthrop's not a one-loss team from the ACC or a one-loss team from the Big Ten. It's different. I got it. But, like, a team that never loses is not – like, that that can – you know, they know how to win. I think Arkansas wins the game. But, like, the toothpaste could get them.
1: Jordan Burns is a baller, and this has this has as much potential for, like, Arkansas 103, Colgate 74 as it does 60 seconds ago and the teams are tied at 92. It, you know, it could get away from Colgate, but they are good enough. Matt Langell is a very good coach. Uh, they are good enough to make this a competitive one. I'm eager to see that. Uh, right below that is what I, I – this is one of my five favorite games of the first round. You've got Texas Tech versus Utah State. That's at Assembly Hall, 145 on Friday. Just a wonderful Friday. When you you know, easing into this tournament, Friday with the first round, this is going to be one of the first tips there. I think it's got wonderful potential to be a great game. You got Namish Keita, top five defender in college basketball, going up against a rugged, aggressive Texas Tech team that's been up and down nonetheless. One forty five TNT at Assembly Hall. I got the upset here, GP. I got Craig Smith taking down Chris Beard.
0: You realize Chris Beard coached in a national title game last
1: time we had a tournament. Oh, I'm very aware of that. You realize he has Mac McClung. I am all too up. aware of that as well. I'm, I cannot wait for NCAA tournament, Mac McClung. We had to do a thing late last night. And by late
0: last night, I mean like, I don't know, three 30 or so. And it was like um, all these little things. Hey, by the way, let me ask you how you answer this question. Yep. One of the questions was, it's like a bunch of little questions like, um, you know, double digit seed who could go to the sweet 16 and uh, the, the, the one seed that's gonna get knocked out early or whatever. And one of them is um team destined to make an early exit. How do you
1: answer that? I actually
0: I, I, I went I, with Norfolk State.
1: <laughs> Stop.
0: I don't think they got a shot to play too much.
1: Terrible. Terrible. Have some guts, please. I
0: went with Drexel.
1: I basically picked I was
0: like Drexel. I think I, team destined to have an early exit. I'm gonna go with Drexel. <laughs> I think I don't Is I think that they're how gonna have phrased, a hard though, time. Io like Desumu and Kofi Coburn. So I think I got Drexel going with an early exit. I,
1: I I feel like um I feel like the phrasing was not lending itself to you picking a sixteen. I pick a one, two, or three that's gonna lose before the sweet sixteen are most likely to do. That's basically what
0: I, I did. bet you, I bet you I bet this. I
1: bet you Drexel loses before whoever you picked. Uh, I'm not, I'm, that's probably, I can't even remember, dude, I filed that thing, I can't remember who I picked, but I picked somebody, I picked somebody, I, I picked Luca Garza to have the highest scoring average, I think. I did that too, I had Luca Garza as well. Yeah, you gotta you got go with that, um, okay, Texas Tech, Utah State, who are you taking? Texas Tech. Alright, that's what I figured, I know. How about this, first game of the tournament, first game of the first round, I should say, Florida- Virginia Tech which has played like three times in six weeks. Teams <laughs> played three times in six weeks and it's got the first game of the first round. CBS of course, CBS 12:15 Friday afternoon. It's a 7-10 matchup. I don't think Florida's a 7 seed. This isn't so tasty. Uh, you know, we could have got we could have had Patrick Ewing in this spot, but we don't. It's fine. We talked about that on the other podcast. Virginia Tech's better than a 10, and Florida's not as good of a set as a 7. I'm going to take the Hokies in this spot. Uh, a couple of teams, by the way, that, uh, that I saw at Bubbleville at the start of the season.
0: I'm predicting this game is postponed.
1: Oh, gosh. I don't think this game's gonna be played. Okay, <laughs> just, you're just pulling this out of thin air. This is Parrish on two hours of sleep with podcasting, and we need gonna, to do this more often.
0: I, Virginia Tech doesn't play very often. <laughs> I don't feel like Virginia Tech just played on March 11th. I'm not sure they can play again. So soon. <laughs> oh my God, last time,
1: oh, it's amazing. Last they t- played
0: on March 11th. I don't think they can. This is too. This is too quick of a turnaround for the Hokies. <laughs> It's too it, quick of a turnaround. They played on March 11th. Now you're um, going to make a turnaround play on March 19th. That's too quick.
1: My, last time Mike Young was in this tournament, he was a 10 seed and he almost made the Sweet 16. But he was coaching the Wofford Terriers there, so he's been in this spot and this uh, place in the bracket before. I am going. I believe
0: that was the time when uh, the, the I give you credit.
1: Oh, I uh, give uh, me credit for Gonzaga. I was call, I, I wasn't even going to bring this up, but by all means, my friend, go ahead.
0: You you were. T- talking about how North Carolina's win at Wofford was going to mean something and I mocked you for like 3 straight minutes like what are you talking about and next thing and and next thing we know Wofford's awesome next thing we know Mike Young is at Virginia Tech next thing we know they play every 5 weeks
1: that's right and I said it could be like a quad one win you were out of, you were like you're out of your mind I was like all right
0: it what, did it end up being a quite win?
1: Something like that, or it, it was, it was, it was a meaningful win, and yeah, I think it. It, it was...
0: might be the best win North Carolina's had in the past three years. <laughs> <laughs> Look that up. Does North, does North Carolina have a better win than or three years ago? Uh, Maybe I not. I don't know.
1: Uh, I'm going to take Virginia Tech to win that one. You're not going to pick the game because you don't think it's going to happen. The final. Yeah, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm predicting but, postponement.
1: Okay, the final. Game in this South region is second-seeded Ohio State against 15-seeded Oral Roberts. This is a 3 o'clock tip on CBS on Friday. They're going to play at Mackey Arena, so the Buckeyes obviously familiar with the venue. And the Buckeyes coming off a nice little run in the Big Ten tournament. You know, they were slumping, and then they got Illinois to overtime, which angered the entire world in advance of the selection show. But credit to Chris Holtman, of course, for getting the Buckeyes uh, looking good and playing the right way heading into heading into this bracket it's the dream
0: matchup for ohio state and why really nice okay average height at ohio state oh man it's 77.5 oral roberts average height 76.8 oral roberts too little oral roberts is too little which hesitant. is wild to think about because they're playing Ohio State. But Oral Roberts has found itself in a situation where it's simply too little.
1: That's a little team right there. Yeah, no, I agree. I um, Although, this could be legitimately uh, just a wonderful, wonderful game. Like I, Oral Roberts, they might be too little. but Is so that a might be? They got Max Abmus. Dude's dropped 40 twice in a game this year and is the leading scorer in college basketball. He 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 never gets off the floor. He shoots 43% from the field. He's all over the place. I mean, we could have Max Abmus and Justin Orange just trading triples into the second half. This actually has some sneaky, like, Oral Roberts and Max is going off for 37. This actually could be a bit intriguing in that regard, but of course I have Ohio State winning and winning, winning running, running away. Too little.
0: He's too, okay. Everybody's too little. It's six foot one.
1: You're going to... Okay.
0: They're center 6'8. Power forward 6'8. Too little.
1: You you doubt Max at your own? I don't doubt Max specifically. But as a group. You're doubting the Eagles. I find them to be too little. Okay. Fair enough. Um who you like for the Sweet 16? I don't know. You do. All right, then I'm going to tell you who like, I like. <laughs> I got Baylor. I got Baylor. I got Purdue. Again, these are the podcasts I want. This right here is what we're what this is what it's all about. I got Baylor because you know people are listening to these in succession, so they the progression from the first one to this one is I cannot wait for the last one. I've got it
0: it starts out we're like all right, listen, let me let me get my thoughts together, and then by the time you do two hours of sleep and you got to record number three, it's like whatever,
1: let's just do it. We've hit the golden. Paul Roberts is little. Yeah, exactly. I got Baylor, Purdue. I've got Arkansas in Ohio state. So
0: that's exactly what I got, by the way,
1: it's it's the, it's chalk. And what's weird is I have chalk. And yet I still think this is the region that could have the most unexpected sweet 16. I maintain that, but I'm, you know what I am? Are you a chicken? I am a chicken. I did not pick one upset for the Sweet 16, but we're in agreement there with that. And then we're also in agreement with our Elite Eight. I already know it. We got Arkansas making the Sweet 16 for the first time since 96, and then we both have uh, a Scott Drew-Eric Musselman matchup that'll probably be on True TV in the Elite Eight, and we both have Baylor moving on to the Final Four.
0: Trivia time. How many teams have made the Sweet 16 since the last time Arkansas made the Sweet 16?
1: 99.
0: You made a whole story out of my favorite stat.
1: I did, didn't I?
0: That was something else. Mm. That was something else. That's the sound. I, I, I can't wait for the next court report where you're writing about how Oral Roberts is too little.
1: <laughs> Mid January next year. I'm all over
0: it. <laughs> little bitty Oral Roberts was exposed by Ohio State, six seven center. You gotta, I got Baylor. I can't yeah. I'm I've been respecting the Drews the whole time, consistently. I got Baylor in the final four, but Honestly, if we're talking about who's been playing better lately, mm. it might be Arkansas.
1: It is. But Arkansas has Baylor. been play, playing better lately. This is
0: tough for me. I have incredible respect for the Musselmans and incredible respect for the Drews. I hope they put that game on true TV so I don't have to watch it. That's going to be a that'd be tough for me.
1: <sighs> That's a little rough one.
0: <laughs> Elite eight game between Baylor and Arkansas on true TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. Meantime, meantime, Bryce Drew's over there on TBS just
1: balling. (laughs) Oh, he's in the Elite Eight. Okay. (laughs) You've got Bryce in the Elite Eight with Grand Canyon.
0: He's doing a good job. Amazing. Make sure to go join our bracket challenge game. We got one. It's cbsports.com slash I on brackets. It's E-Y-E on brackets. cbsports.com slash I on brackets. The winner gets a prize. What is the prize? I don't have any idea what the prize is. It's not in my notes. I looked. I read it four times. There's nothing in there about the details connected to the prize. But it's a prize, and it'll be a surprise, and people like surprises. So go register right now at cbsports.com slash I on brackets. While you're there, you can enter multiple brackets. You can, like, create your own group so that you can not only compete with me and Deadleg in our group, but you can also compete against friends, fill out your bracket for a chance to win a Nissan Rogue and a trip to the 2022 Final Four. So go get registered. Again, cbssports.com slash ionbrackets. You can also play on the CBS Sports App. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry MF Legend. Shouts to Larnell. thank you guys for listening once again to the Iowa College Basketball Podcast. The middle of the dumbest pandemic of my lifetime. Good Lord. Variants. That's where we're at now. I've been reading every day since last March. They didn't tell me about variants last March. They didn't say, hey, we're going to get through this and then we're going to have variants. What's going on? This is ridiculous. Can't believe Baylor's on True TV. That's disrespectful. If you're not subscribed to the Iron College Basketball Podcast, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. Do that. We'd appreciate it. We'll talk to you again real soon. Next up is the Midwest region. We'll get to it. All right, we probably already got to it. Till this week, yeah.